0: You're listening to the Best in Wealth Podcast, episode number 72. This is the Best in Wealth Podcast, a show for successful family stewards who want real answers about wealth and investing so we can feel secure about our family's future. At the Best in Wealth Podcast, we think differently about wealth and investing. You should too. All right, all right, all right, here we go. Hello, everyone. My name is Scott Wellens, and I am your host of the Best in Wealth Podcast. This is a show dedicated to helping real people, that's you, my friend, build real wealth so together we can take family stewardship to the next level. I am a certified financial planner, an educator, and a wealth advisor. Today's episode is Investment Shock Absorbers. But before we get started, woo, the last 3 episodes about investment philosophies that was a lot i took a deep deep dive probably lost some listeners by doing so but i really thought it was going to take 3 episodes really to unpack the the mutual fund landscape and what the three major philosophies were and why i choose the dynamic index approach. So if you have not listened, listen to the last three episodes of the show if you really want to take a deep dive in investment philosophy. Now here's a little secret though for you if you have listened or if you are an investor, first-time listener. None of what I said in the last episode of the dynamic indexing approach or just the simple indexing approach or even the conventional method is gonna work if you don't have discipline. And it's a whole lot easier said than done. Discipline in investing. God did not make us good investors. He made us horrible investors. You want to know why? Because we, you and me both, we are such emotional people. We get so emotional about our lives. We get emotional when people aren't talking nice about us, emotional at work. We get emotional about our money. We get emotional about the food that we eat. And in the world of investing, your best weapon is to keep the emotions completely out of your investment plan. Another reason that God did not make us good investors is he made us incredibly short-sighted. We can't see past tomorrow and we can't remember past yesterday. So if we turn on the news Or read the newspaper today and read an article about how somebody's opinion says that the stock market's about to go down. We go, man, what about my 401k? I better sell everything. Or at the very least, it starts to put a little wrench in our stomachs. It's not easy. It's not easy to be disciplined. But if you've been with me through this journey, through Wow, 71 episodes, we're on episode number 72 right now. You'll hear me talk a lot about discipline, and I'm not gonna stop. And one way to guard against making an emotional decision about our investing is diversification. And that is going to be the topic of the day. All right, here we go. Investment shock absorbers. So once in a while when I do podcasts, I simply like to tell a story. People relate better to a story than facts and figures. I could throw facts and figures at you all day long and I may get listener after listener turning off the podcast. And I I fall victim to that a lot because I love stats. I love facts. I love figures. And I bet you do too in the things that you're passionate about. But a lot of people, they just lose interest very, very quickly. So today I'm going to tell you a little story about diversification using the analogy of your shocks in your car. And I'm using the help of my friend Jim Parker over at Dimensional who wrote this article, he is wonderful at trying to explain difficult investment concepts in a story. But let me ask you a question. Have you ever ridden in a car with worn out shock absorbers? Every bump is jarring. Every, every corner you take is, is stomach churning. And each time you get to a red light, It's an excuse to assume the brace position, the old grabbing the old crap bar. You know what, though? Owning an undiversified portfolio can trigger similar reactions. When you're in a car, the suspension system keeps the tires in contact with the road and provides a smooth ride for passengers by offsetting the forces of gravity and inertia. You can drive a car with a broken suspension system, but it will be so uncomfortable, and the vehicle will be much harder to control, particularly in bad conditions, like a road that isn't so smooth and bad weather conditions. Now, throw in the risk of a breakdown or running off the road altogether, and there's a real chance you may not reach your destination. Hey, in the world of investing, a similarly bumpy and unpredictable ride can await those with concentrated and undiversified portfolios or those who constantly tinker with their allocation based on a short-term rough patch in the markets. What did I say? God did not make us good investors. We are riding our investment life out without shocks in our car that's that's the that's the facts jack that's what we're dealing with of course you know everyone feels in control when the surface is straight and smooth but it's harder to stay on the road during sudden turns and ups and downs in the market and keep in mind The fix of your portfolio breaking down is unlikely to be as simple as calling a tow truck not even close. For that reason, the smart thing to do is to diversify. Spread your portfolio across different securities, sectors, countries, all of it. I talk about this so much, getting in all the major asset classes. Portfolios that I construct have over 10,000 companies in them, but when you're doing this, it means identifying the right mix of investments, how much stocks, how much bonds, how much real estate that aligns with your risk tolerance, which helps keep you on track toward your goals. And using this approach, your returns from year to year may not match the top performing portfolio but neither are they likely to match the worst. The most important thing is finding a ride that you can likely stick with, the discipline. If we throw you on a bumpy ride that may offer higher investment returns in the long term and you got to jump out of the car because you're about to throw up, well, you're never going to get that long-term return. Just as drivers of suspensionless cars change their route to avoid potholes, people with concentrated portfolios may resort to market timing and constant trading as they try to anticipate the top-performing countries, asset classes, and securities. Now, here's some facts and figures for you, my friends an example to show you how tough this is among developed markets Denmark was the number one in US dollar terms in 2015 and the return of Denmark in US dollar terms in US dollar terms was more than 23% So a lot of people looking at developed countries after 2015 said, hey, I better weight my portfolio on Denmark. They seem to be the best performing developed country. But a big bet on that country in 2016 would have totally backfired on you as Denmark slid to the bottom of the table with a loss of nearly 16%. It is true that U.S. stock market which is by far the world's biggest, has been a strong performer in recent years. I mean, let's look at the recent years. They held, U.S. held the number three position among developed markets in 2011 and 2013. They were first in 2014 and sixth in 2016. But let's just go back a decade. Remember, God has us short-sighted. We can't see beyond yesterday. Let's look back, because in 2004 and 2006, it was the second worst performing developed market in the world. Predicting which part of the market will do best over a given period is so tough. Another example, while there is ample evidence to support why we should expect positive premiums from the small cap asset class that I talk about a lot, the, the low relative price, which is value stocks and high profitability stocks, these premiums are not laid out evenly or predictably across the map. I did an entire episode on these premiums and how you need to stay disciplined and be within a weighted portfolio in these premiums. And they show up the longer you hold the portfolio, the greater your chance for success. But in any given year, anything can happen. U.S. small stocks were among the top performers in 2016 with a return of more than 21%. But let's just look the year before, the results looked relatively disappointing with a loss of more than 4%. International small cap stocks had their turn in 2015 with a return of about 6%, but the year before, a loss of 5%. These are facts and figures that we can't just ignore. This is real stuff. We can't just jump to different asset classes or different countries or different sectors or different companies just because the recent performance looked good. What we need to do is figure out our risk level, our risk tolerance, our risk capacity, and and what our goals are and find the diversified portfolio that we can stick with, spread across every single major asset class, sector, and company. Portfolios built with over 10,000 companies, weighted into the dimensions of higher expected return, like small cap stocks, value stocks, and highly profitable stocks and then hold, and then be disciplined, and not change our strategy, unless, of course, our risk changes. That is it. That's the only time we're going to change our strategy. Have you ever taken a long road trip? I've taken some pretty long road trips. My longest road trip I ever took was me and three buddies took a road trip to Alaska. After my third year of college, me, three other dudes, little tiny Chevette, car top carrier, we drove from Oshkosh, Wisconsin to Kenai, Alaska. The trip tick we got was over seven or 10 days. I can't remember, about a 90-hour one-way drive. That's a road trip. And here's the other thing. The radio didn't work. We did have a boombox. For you younger listeners, you may not know what a boombox is, but we did have a boombox with a cassette tape player, but we forgot the cassettes, and the only cassette we had was the one that was inside the boombox, and it was the Doors, Morrison's Hotel. We listened to it over and over again on our way to Alaska. I know you've taken a road trip. It may not have been as long as my longest road trip, but you know that the conditions along the way on a long road trip can change quickly and unpredictably. And this is exactly why you need a vehicle that's ready for the worst roads as well as the best roads. When we were driving to Alaska, when we were driving right before summer hit, it was after the the semester at the University of Wisconsin-Oshkosh, so it was mid-May. And we drove Highway 1 to Alaska. And I'm talking the Rocky Mountains in Canada are about, a, on average, a third taller than the lower 48. In some of those stretches, we didn't even see guardrails. And there was pothole after pothole after pothole in some places. We really needed to pay attention. But other times, the road was nice, smooth, new. We needed a vehicle that was ready for the worst roads as well as the best. Unfortunately, we didn't have it. We had an undiversified car, the little Chevette with four guys. While diversification can never completely eliminate the impact of bumps along your particular investment road, it does help reduce the potential outsized impact that any individual investment can have on your journey. With sufficient diversification, the jarring effects of performance extremes, they level out. And that in turn helps you stay in your chosen lane and on the road to your investment destination. If you want to be undiversified, it's like driving that Chevette to Alaska. If you want to be diversified, it's like having a nice all-terrain SUV that's ready for the bumps and ready for the smooth road. That's the difference. Do you want your portfolio to look like an old Chevette without a radio or a brand new all-terrain four-wheel drive? how diversified is your portfolio? The answer to that question for most is, I don't know. Others, you know, they think that their portfolio is diversified because they're in five or six or 10 different mutual funds. And each of those mutual funds has a basket of companies. So they say, hey man, I I must have a thousand, two thousand companies. I must be extremely diversified. But here's the deal, and we talked a lot about the mutual fund landscape the last three episodes, is you may have five or six mutual funds that have all these same overlapping companies that are still concentrated too much in large cap or too much in the US or too much overseas. Or too much in one sector or the other? Or too much in your company stock? Do you know how diversified your portfolio is? It's time for you to find out. It's time to get out of the Chevette and get in to the 4x4 all-terrain SUV. That's the way your portfolio needs to be. And diversification will help you do it. It will help you stay smooth in those really, really rough potholes on your trip to Alaska or wherever you're headed. And we need you to stay disciplined because you know what? If you do, that will help give you the greatest chance for success to get to retirement, to get to financial freedom, to get to where you want to get. That's my hope for you is that you stay discipline in your investing life. I must go now, but I want you all to have a great week and I'm going to see you. I'm going to see you where? I'm going to see you on the flip side. Bye-bye. Take care.